the inaugural episode of the Broadway Breakdown Podcast, a brave new step for this site as it matures into its next phase. Very excited here to be the host with you, Nick Flaherty, who has walked you through close to 60 stories so far on the site. Been quite a, you know, several months for us here, but we're trying to get back into the pod game. This is not my first foray into it, but this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think we have the chance to really grow something into being a wider product that can reach our readers across multiple platforms. And you'll be able to find us on Apple Podcasts every week in the future, but for now, we're just going to do some special spur-of-the-moment stuff and some work in conjunction with one of our projects, which is ongoing at the moment, which is 30 Clubs in 30 Days for the upcoming Major League Baseball 2024 campaign. It kicks off, I believe, March 20th, his opening day from Seoul, South Korea. The Dodgers and the Padres are taking this show around the globe, actually. And then Major League opening day will be here stateside the 28th, locally, The Yanks will be in action in Houston that day. The Mets will be at home. So they will both be getting going before you know it. Spring training's in full swing. But our 30 clubs and 30-day team-by-team previews started Monday this past week. And we wanted to get these out to you just as a quick synopsis. If you didn't have time to read the pieces over, there are just an opportunity to do a little listen along. So if you're on your commute on your way to work or you're at work and you don't want to listen to your boss tune out that team's meeting that's overly annoying believe me i know i would i do it all the time this is your chance so let's start with arizona the diamondbacks went first we did a little alphabetical on this i'm not a great speller so that's had to be sure about that but the notes check out so arizona's first the diamondbacks are coming off winning the national league pennant last year in a surprise turn. They're a dropped fly ball in right field in Atlanta by another team that was featured this week from not making the playoffs, if not for a critical mistake by the Cubs. There's no pennant in the desert last year. But the Diamondbacks were a tremendous story, and now they come into a season where there's actually that very dirty E-word, if you will. That's expectations. They can be a real burden for a team like this, a young team that grew up before our eyes last fall. But that always leads to the question of, is there that World Series hangover? And we alluded to that in the piece. How do they cope with some pressure and with some expectations as a team coming into this campaign? They have the right manager at the helm in Tori Lovello. They made some veteran additions, and the biggest one of them all is Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty starter formerly of the Red Sox, a World Series champion in Boston in 2018 when they knocked off the Dodgers. He was a big part of that team. He comes over from the Tigers as a free agent, a very nice contract for him, well paid for his services after a strong year last year in the Motor City. And now he comes to a rotation where they already have Merrill Kelly, they already have Zach Allen, and young Brandon Fought emerged last fall. So Erod can help push this team over the top. You throw in Jock Peterson, you throw in Eugenio Suarez, you bring back some of these young guys who grew up last year. This team can be even more dangerous in a crowded National League. So I understand there's a lot of doubters on the Diamondbacks side. I have some friends who tell me, uh, I, just, I, don't, I don't know if this team has the chops to get back 
deep into the playoffs next year. But I buy them to be a wild card team and in the postseason again this year and a threat to go deep once again. After Arizona, on Tuesday's release, we had the Braves, who are just obviously an absolute dynamite outfit. They are a loaded team top to bottom. This has been a build that's been years in the making that's resulted in a core that is reminiscent of the late 90s Yankees dynasty teams. And they did win their championship back in 2021. It was their first marquee moment for this group. But when you win one, the goal becomes to win the next one. And the Braves have chased that for the last two years, but both seasons have ended in eerily similar fashion where they've been knocked off by the Phillies en route to a deep run of the postseason by the fighting Phils, and they were knocked out in the same round both times. And despite winning over 100 games in both seasons, it hasn't made a difference. This team doesn't have a definable hole. If anything, last year's squad, as we alluded to in our preview during the week, had a definable weakness in a lack of starting pitching depth. After Max Fried got hurt, Spencer Strider struggled in September and in the playoffs. Who was going to be that next guy to fill in? Charlie Morton was banged up and fatigued at his older age. They answered that question this winter by going out and getting lefty ace Chris Sale. It's been a while since we can really call him that in all reality. He's been banged up. He even fell off his bicycle and hurt himself. The guy's had some brutal luck. But Sale's one of the better big-game pitchers of his generation. And if the Braves can keep him healthy and on the field... Paying the price of the talented young shortstop Vaughn Grissom to bring him to the ATL is a price worth paying. This Braves team is absolutely loaded. They're probably going to win 100 games again. They're winning the National League East. You can count on that. You can go go to your local sports book now. You're not going to get any good odds on that. There, there's, there's nothing to be paid out. Atlanta's a threat to win the World Series once again. It's just going to be a crapshoot for them in a very, very crowded National League that's jam-packed with contenders. We went from two National League teams to the first of two American League teams in the middle of the week. Our Wednesday preview was the Baltimore Orioles, a team that captured a lot of hearts and minds over the last few seasons. Really talented group, young team, lots of energy. Adley Rutschman leads the way. Anthony Santander, the right fielder slash DH, switch hitter extraordinaire. Ryan Mountcastle, a couple guys that are captains of the all-name team here at Camden Yards every summer. But this team was winning last year in spite of an ownership group that really wasn't committed to giving them a chance to win. They deserve a lot of credit for that, and they came up with a lot of creative solutions to win on top of just having an unbelievable amount of raw young talent that they harnessed very, very quickly. The O's finally have switched hands on an ownership side, the Angelos family, thank God, they're gone. We have to get all the bad owners, but bad owners out of this league. Excuse me, a bit of a tongue twister there. But you got to get past the issues they had financially, and the best way to do that was to have this new group come in that's headed up by Cal Ripken Jr. And they have spent money instantly. They have brought Corbin Burns in and added significant payroll. The righty ace from the Brewers comes over in a trade where they don't even give up that much to get it done. We alluded to that in our preview. It was a small cost to pay, especially if they extend Burns this coming winter. But Burns is a really solid pitcher. He's a Cy Young candidate the last few years. And now he comes over to a team that has a chance to win that's going to back him up with a lineup that Milwaukee couldn't provide him. This is a 
big time addition, but unfortunately, as usually is the case in baseball, where one thing goes right, another thing goes wrong, and that was last year's ace, Kyle Bradish, getting hurt to open spring training. And he's fighting a UCL injury, one that we alluded to in the preview that could cause some problems for a team that's on pace to win probably around 100 games. I have them as a wild card team, but they're a threat in the American League for sure to go deep in October. We'll stay in the AL East because our next preview was the Boston Red Sox. And there's another team in our previews that will be coming out in the weeks ahead that feels kind of like the National League doppelganger of the Red Sox. It's hard to believe we're in a place where Boston is a team that seems stuck in neutral, that doesn't really want to contend, that has... 15 boxes to check in the preseason before we can say they'll contend this year, where it's a case of they need these 15 things to go right if they're going to go on a run to the playoffs. They have a lot of talented hitters on this club, keyed by Rafael Devers and Tristan Casas. These are the new Bash brothers in Boston, for my money. They're going to be a very dangerous tandem for a long time to come, but they don't have any pitching to back them up. This is not the Red Sox of old. This is not the Red Sox of even 2018 or 2019 that were a threat in the American League East to chase the Yankees, to chase the Orioles, to chase the Blue Jays. This is a Red Sox team that's got Cellar Dweller written all over it. They're a last-place team in a very competitive division. If they were an AL Central club, we could be talking playoffs for them. But they don't live in that world right now. This is a team that wins probably around 75 games unless... A lot of things go right, and a lot of people bounce back, which is pretty disappointing for the Fenway faithful to have another summer like that, especially with ownership thumbing their nose at them. We'll stay in the American League for a third straight here as we go from the Red Sox to the White Sox, who, after having sky-high expectations for the last three years, there's crashing and burning, and then there's the Hindenburg, and the White Sox fully imploded last year. Uh, All that was missing was, oh, the humanity. It was an absolute car crash on the south side. This team still has a ton of talent on it, ironically. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, who we talked about extensively in the preview, is a really promising talent who's going to be a big-time player in this league for a long time to come. You, you can throw in Andrew Vaughn at first base as a guy to keep an eye on. Eric Fetty comes over from pitching in Asia, trying to rebuild an, a major league career that was once promising. And now this team tries to put the pieces back together under new management in the front office and Chris Getz. And a manager in Pedro Grafal who seems to have absolutely no credibility within the organization or to the fan base outside. The only thing that would make this season a positive if, if is if Jerry Reinsdorf, rather, can push a deal over the line to get a new ballpark built in the South Loop, closer to the downtown in Chicago, keeping the Sox on the South Side, but also keeping them away from Nashville, Tennessee, particularly, who is in need of a major league club. The White Sox can't move. That would be a terrible thing for the sport. As bad as they've been at times, they're a staple. Uh, this team again, feels like a last-place kind of team. We'll see if some guys bounce back. They have a lot of attractive trade pieces, namely starter Dylan C. so they're a team to keep an eye on when the July trade deadline gets close. But the Sox don't feel like they're 
on their way to making any kind of noise anytime soon. If anything, they'll be making negative headlines. We go from the south side to the north side, where there are... You can't even begin to describe how diametrically opposed the atmosphere is on the north side of town versus in White Sox land. The Cubbies come into a season where the rebuild finally feels over, and they've gotten through it relatively quickly, to their credit. They had the big fire sale in the summer of 2021. They've been keyed by a couple of young players like Christopher Morrell, Justin Steele in the rotation, to come over and give this team a boost from the minors. And now, here they are, adding in the, in the winter, both in the dugout and on the field, with Craig Council coming down the freeway, hour and a half trip south from Milwaukee, where he is not going to be very popular anymore in uh, Packer country, as the Brewers are finally putting an eye towards the future without their excellent manager at the helm. And Council trades in the Brewers' colors for Cubs pinstripes. They bring in lefty Japanese ace Shota Imanaga, who was a star at the World Baseball Classic and a star in Japan for a long time. And they retain Cody Bellinger, which is probably the biggest move they've made yet. Because while Imanaga feels like he could be an interesting addition and they need to replace Marcus Stroman, it's a bit of a boomer bust signing. Got to see how he fits long term here in the majors. It's a rotation that needs help anyway. It feels like they'll be shopping in the middle of the summer to go out and add another arm to this staff to go with Steele and Hendricks and Imanaga. But Bellinger is the key to this lineup, along with the law firm, as I like to call it, of Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson. Up the middle in the infield, Ian Happ in the outfield. They have still a lot of young talent in the minors that are going to come through and either be a part of this team at the major league level or be trade chips to improve this roster. Seiya Suzuki, who we alluded to earlier, made the biggest mistake in Atlanta on the final week of the season. Dropped the fly ball, kept the Cubs out of the playoffs, put the Diamondbacks in. He's settling into a DH role where he'll probably be able to thrive and settle in nicely. It's a good lineup and a decent rotation. They added Hector Neris from Houston to a bullpen that was in need of some reinforcements. So keep an eye on this team to be a threat as the year goes on. To me, they're going to win the National League Central. 88 to 90 wins or so in that neighborhood. It's a competitive division. We have one of their rivals from that division up next in this preview. But this team is a playoff team that I think will be better in September than they are in April. They'll improve as this campaign goes on. Last team that was in this past week's set of previews was the Cincinnati Reds, who are going to be must-see TV, I think, pretty much every night in baseball. They have one of the most exciting young cores of players, Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, I could go on and on, really. There's, it's, we don't have enough time here in this brief preview episode to talk about all the young prospects the Reds have coming through. And these guys already featured last year on the way to the team, finishing over 500 for the first time in a while. Unfortunately, ownership being ownership in Cincinnati, they have expressed no desire to go out and actually do anything to improve this team seriously, to give this team a chance to really go out and win something this year. To me, the rotation is lacking. They're leaning on some young guys like Hunter Green to take a next step. He's blessed with outstanding stuff, but 
the funny thing about throwing 102 miles an hour is it doesn't matter if you don't know where it's going. And that seems to be a bit of an issue for he and a few other members of this staff. They're all young, they're all talented, but can they be trusted to deliver consistency for this team in a pennant race against other veteran teams looking to go to the postseason? They have a decent bullpen. They added Frankie Montas via free agency, who's had a miserable two years in New York. He's trying to bounce back in the rotation. They're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to play a lot of exciting games. I don't know if they can do enough in the pitching department. I feel like they're an over 500 team right on the fringe of the playoff picture, but I have them out. So that was this past week's set of previews in our 30 and 30. We're going to drop another one of these podcasts as a recap next week as well to go over the next set of teams. We have the Cleveland Guardians coming up, the Rockies, the Tigers, the Astros, the Royals, the Angels, and we'll even get to the Dodgers soon too, which I'm sure you're all waiting for. These have been a lot of fun to put together. This is a companion piece that we came up with to go with the written work so we can give you a bit of both and you can get some of this content in an easily digestible fashion. Uh, But this is just the beginning for us on the audio side. We're going to have a lot of fun here with this. It's going to be a busy week ahead in sports locally and around the country. It's NHL trade deadline time. My fellow Ranger fans out there, our friends of the Rangers Ed podcast, I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss soon. Uh, Keep an eye on the trade wins. Keep an eye on the Knicks and the potential Jalen Brunson injury as I sit and record here on a Sunday night. Uh, but it's going to be a fun and busy time ahead. The sports solstice of the spring is upon us, folks. So stay tuned here on this feed. We'll have a lot more. Follow us on Instagram at the Broadway Breakdown Sports, and we will have plenty more to come uh, and an exciting time with lots of guests on this show and weekly one-hour shows in the weeks ahead. So thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned for more.